Hello and welcome to Ape Tour Theory. My name is Jose Argumetto. I'm Emma Bowers. And the film we're going to be discussing this week is actually a really fun one. Uh, it's 2006's Spymate from Miramax. Yeah. Our old friends at Miramax. That wholesome Disney-owned subsidiary at the time, Miramax. Where nothing bad ever came out of it. Except for this movie. Womp womp. Just this movie. Just this movie. Um, this is a weird movie. I... All right, like, I'll, I'm going to ask you, what did you expect going in? Because I expected something really, really different. I expected more of a James Bond parody. It's there. But, like, there's also all these really weird elements to it that I'm just like, why? It very much, I think, kind of has the same problem MXP did, where they're like, okay, an ape shows up and antics ensue, and then they're kind of throwing a lot of things in there as opposed to just trying to tell a straightforward story about an ape showing up with antics ensuing. Well, I mean, here's the thing. The, the, it's not the same as MXP just in general because it's, it's a spy movie, and it's, it's, um, you know, it's a send-up of like the James Bond era, like, think Sean Connery, Roger Moore era of James <laughs> Bond. And, like, I get that. I understand that. It's just that... So it, it doesn't have the same problem because, like, it's not like they threw Balkan Skull in there. Like, because you're right. There, There's a movie where, with MXP where they could just make the movie where he goes to the wrong place and he learns how to snowboard and he teaches this kid how to be friends. We don't need the Balkan Skull storyline. You can cut that right out. This is a movie... Where the premise is already really out there, and like you can kind of add a bunch of stuff. They do add some stuff that you're just like, "Why is this well, in here?" <laughs> no but, point. But like, it's not to the same degree. Like, because this is already a, a a bigger concept, if you will. A little bit, but I guess going in, and I remember, especially at the opening, I was like, "I'm ready to just throw down on American proxy wars," <laughs> you know. And uh, there, there's not a lot of that. I was actually a little surprised. I expected I'm a lot not. more. No, because <laughs> <laughs> like I mean, I mean, this is a movie that came out in 2006, and yes, they have a they have a scene right at the beginning where they're in nondescript should, guess, Middle East. Yeah, I guess we should just jump in then. I yeah. guess to start. Okay, so <laughs> they're they're in a they're in a nondescript Middle Eastern desert, which I'm pretty sure is not in the Middle East. Um, I don't remember where they shot this, but they um, they're in the desert and. Our our main hero, oh, I already forget his name. We're just calling him Dad. He's Dad. No, not Dad. Oh, oh, um, oh. It's, it's not Jack. Minky. 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 That's yeah. it. Minky. Uh, Minky is here um, in the middle of the uh, nondescript Arabian desert. Um, and this, like, kind of out of true lives... Uh, True Lies, very like very the lowest budget Black Hawk Down. We cannot afford helicopters. We can afford no, one train. I meant the villains are very True Lies. Oh. They're Arabic terrorists, like out of True Lies, not Arabic terrorists like post nine eleven would be portrayals. It's very nineties specific. It, it is central casting going back. My culture is not your costume attire. <laughs> well, no, they have I, from appearances. They have like Arabic people portraying those roles. Um, and like, so anyways, our Minky is here to rescue an American secret agent and 
They have the, the Arabic terrorists, you know, nondescript Middle Eastern They're fighting the scimitars <laughs> funded by the Reagan administration. The they, Reagan administration funded scimitars, um, and they attack Minky. Um, and this They get into a sword fight. <laughs> Anyways, we're so jumping ahead. But it's just, it's such a weird, we have to be specific as to, like, who these people are. Because it's 1994 at this point. And that is my thing, too, because, um, God, I feel like I'm not versed. I'm clear there were some Middle Eastern conflicts going on, but I'm a little shocked. Gulf like, War had already. But the happened. Gulf War is finished. 9-11 has not happened yet. Um, a lot of our proxy wars are in different locations. I don't know. Maybe it's just like... Little, little, I know we're overlooking... We're overanalyzing it. They were like... It's, it's like... It, it's, too, it's too dark to have this take place in Kosovo. <laughs> it's, you know, this is like... We can't put this in Afghanistan or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's very not specific. I think it literally just says the, the Arabian Peninsula. Like, or they're like very that. vague. Yeah. And then... So, anyways, they tied up... Our, our secret agent dad, dad. <laughs> um, who I guess hasn't had a kid at this point, but his secret agent dad. No, no, he has, because that's his whole thing afterwards. He's like, I got, I need to spend time with my kid. Oh, so okay. He's, yeah. <laughs> um, so he he's tied up, and he's like, there's a there's a nuclear missile they have. We got to destroy it. We're, we'll, the United States will never let you get away with this. And, like, the main bespoke Armani-wearing terrorist is like, <laughs> We're going to get the money or whatever, I guess. Like, very nondescript terrorist. Like, out of true lies type of thing. And he, uh, so Minky comes in, uh, unties him, has a sword fight. His his sword actually extends. He, so- he has a sword fight against an Arabic terrorist and just, like, so whoops I, him. So I appreciate the, uh, yes, apes can utilize tools. Um, you ever heard of the screwdriver theory? Well, the other thing is that this, speaking no, no, of the this, sword. This, this is important. Have you ever heard of the screwdriver? I have, yes. What is it? I've heard about it. I'm not going to, I'm going to get it wrong, so I'll just let you. Okay, so it's the idea of like kind of primates and how they utilize tools. And each great ape kind of utilizes things differently. So the idea is you give a screwdriver to a gorilla. They're probably going to avoid it, quite honestly. Um, orangutans are probably going to use it for the purpose that it's been designed for. Um, bonobos will use it for, if you know anything about bonobos, you know exactly what I'm going to say with this. Um, but chimps will take a screwdriver and utilize it as a weapon. So I, I give shout outs to the accuracy of Minky being able to utilize weapons very effectively. So, but it, here's, here's the biggest tip off <laughs> that we're in like weirdo land. Like who, who cares about the rules? Uh, Minky... Has a, has a knife at first, and it morphs into a sword. Like, it extends way out. And I forget how he beats the guy. He just... He's... He doesn't do any cool chimp things. Like, all these movies, um, the chimps never rip anyone's faces off. He doesn't stab him he with doesn't, the sword. He doesn't... Uh, I know the sword breaks in the fight. I just forget how he... He doesn't brutally things. castrate him. No. Um, no. Very... It's, it's a PG movie. <laughs> PG movie, so you will never see that ape violence that you're just anticipating with a um, little ape on screen. And they give them shoes again, which I hate. I just, I don't like seeing apes wearing shoes. It'd be like if someone, like, if you, someone, like, duct taped your hands. Like, it's yeah. just mean. I always, I hate it. And he's in little military fatigues, and he has those little military, like, sneakers on you're supposed to wear, little military so boots, and just, I don't like it. <laughs> after the sword fight, he knocks two of the guys out, including our main guy, our main bad guy. Um, and then unties the dude. They leave the bomb to blow up the, like the nuclear, the comically large nuclear, actually comically small nuclear missile. Um, and it, well, they have like no budget too, so like this camp is like five like tribal five ten- tents, five yeah. tribal tents set up. Yeah, <laughs> and it. they they make a run for it, and they're being they're on a jeep, I think. 
Isn't they go on an airplane? I well, they go. They get in a jeep first, and then they get into the airplane over the mountain because they're being chased by horses. Oh no, it's an ATV. That's right. Right, right. Because we're wondering how they got that. Yeah. So they stole an ATV from the camp. The Reagan funded ATV. Yeah. Even though <laughs> no one, maybe it is the soldiers. I guess. I guess. I guess it is the spies because nobody else has an ATV. Everybody chases them on horseback, and then they get into their plane, their little like miniature parachute with like a plane thing it's like a gliding it type is of like plane. a world war one airplane no it's like, not a world no, war one airplane it it's very um, <laughs> it's one of those planes that's like basically a go-kart with a fan in the back and just a giant wing i forget <laughs> what they're called um but like so they take off in that and he's like well it's time to retire and like you know he communicates with the agency aka the cia they're, they're called the agency in this movie but we're just we're probably going to refer to them as the CIA. CIA, because that's what they are. They are CIA. They're doing some proxy wars, and they've sent up a. We'll get into. Well, they it. blow and they blow up the uh, the thing. They blow up their camp, which, um, by the way, I guess the movie's not super adverse to killing villains, because like he left the guy knocked out at the camp. I don't think he got. I don't think he got back up, and the camp blows up, it's and he like was right Disney next to the rules. bomb. They can die. They just, you know, can't be stabbed. They just can't be, you know, Ma- Mad Max. Can't rules. be on screen. You can, you can chain somebody to a radiator and set it on fire. <laughs> it's their own fault. They didn't cut off their arm to escape in time. Um, yeah, so he's basically like, oh, I'm going to retire, buddy. And he has, of course, just a little photo of, like, his wife and daughter, who we'll get into the life because we got some theories about this. Uh, I guess we do. We got some It's another theories. dead wife. Um, yes, but why is she dead? We know why. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> so we fast forward to 2004. Four. And, um, you know, it's Death. post 9-11. <laughs> post 9-11, which... But, going so, back, changing villains. <laughs> yes, uh, which is... That was my big thing. I was, like, kind of waiting for that. And it is a very... For a movie that is inherently political, it is very apolitical. Well, also, because you're just like, oh, the the terrorists, they came back and they came to get revenge, I guess. But, no, it's a, it's a totally different villain. Yes. Um... So dad is now, okay, that's the big thing. So the dad's basically like retired. He's living with his daughter. And he's an insurance agent. Yes. Um, but that is the big thing where he keeps being like, you know, hon, your old dad used to be something of a CIA spy. Which he like and she's is like, what? telling her. She's like, whatever, dad. And it's like, yo, like I've seen. I used to work with this <laughs> chimp named Minky. <laughs> and it's like. It's like, okay, like, I, I've seen Argo. You're not allowed to say you worked for the CIA. <laughs> yeah, you don't tell your family who you work for. <laughs> yeah, I've like, seen there Argo. was a whole point in that movie where they're like, we're going to give you an award, but we're also going to take it back because technically you never did anything. <laughs> um, his daughter, by the way, is sort of like a little uh, Greta Thunberg. She's like a little genius and she's very like conscious about like the environment and stuff and she's also an inventor so just sort of a little 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 child genius and she is she's made basically okay i I keep joking saying she's a little greta thunberg but she's not because greta thunberg would never make a fracking device she basically that's (laughs) what she made she made a drilling (laughs) she made a drilling machine (laughs) to like and apparently it's somehow environmentally friendly like it leaves no residue or whatever like they, they explained it, but <laughs> I'm like, it's it's still you're still drilling for resources, <laughs> but okay, sure. Um, and you know, she she brings it up to this like science committee, and they're like, "Wow, this is really cool." 
wow, we can't believe you figured this out. Can't and like our main bad guy who's like a des- scientist. I need to describe the bad guy because he's clearly like a character actor. He's been in a lot of yeah, stuff. It's, I think I, his name is Richard Kind. I know, but I need fast. to explain this guy. He looks like it is like if you tell your mom you want Bob Odenkirk and your mom says we have Bob Odenkirk at home. <laughs> I feel like that's really mean because Richard Kind has been in a lot of stuff. I know, but he looks and he's like not, he's I, not discount Bob Odenkirk. He's not discount Bob. I'm not saying in terms of his acting, he's not yeah. discount Bob. I'm just saying he looks like Bob Odenkirk at home. I'm just trying to physically <laughs> describe him. I'm sure he's, uh, he yeah. he gives off that vibe as a villain. I'll yeah. I'll give I'll give you that, but like. In terms of Richard Kind, uh, you know, who's been in like Spin City and stuff like that, like he he knows what this is, and he's having f- like I okay, I will say this for this movie, everybody looks like they're having way more fun. They're putting a lot of devotion into this yeah. uh, movie. They're about not the- phoning it in. Yeah, and I'll give that to everybody. They know what this movie is. And everyone's on board. Even uh, little Emma Roberts, mm-hmm. who is our oh, main yeah, girl. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's our kid. The, the kiddo is baby, baby Emma Roberts. So. And she's, you know, I mean, she's obviously gone on to be in a bunch of stuff. And she's fine. She's, like, very peak child actress and how she talks and enunciates. But, but she's, she's into she's, it. Yeah. And she's like, mm-hmm. I'm game. Let's do this. This yeah. is going to be fun. And everybody came to play, yeah. is what I'll say about this movie. This isn't MXP <laughs> where, like, there's a bunch of people who are like, we really don't give a shit. <laughs> Quick, Bjorn Lines has to go in an hour. <laughs> Bjorn Lines has to leave everybody. <laughs> um, yeah, so so we got two subplots going on right now where um, Baby, Baby Emma Roberts um, has a fracking device. Um, and, evil. And the scientist who's not presented as an evil guy, he's just like this world-renowned scientist who's played by Richard Kind, and he's like, oh man, could you scale this up? And she's like, yeah, we could totally scale it up. And like eventually she wins the contest. Or whatever. Meanwhile, um, here's here's what I know about the world of primate rescue, which is usually um, when primates kind of wrap up their time, um, either... It depends. Sometimes um, it's just sad it's their time. Sometimes law enforcement gets involved. Uh, but usually primates who finish up the world of the career in Hollywood or even, say, laboratory studies, or in this case, um, C- secret CIA programs... Um, usually end up in zoos, rescues, sanctuaries, things like that. Uh, Minky has ended up in the circus, so yeah. he has traded one gilded cage for another. <laughs> to be fair, they make it seem like he has the run of the place. Yeah. Like, he doesn't show up until the last minute. So there's a circus act, which, okay, if there's a subplot you could cut from the movie, it's this. It is the circus act, and it's set up so... I cannot explain this. It is like... You see all the different kind of circus people, and you immediately are like, oh, I bet they will use the skills demonstrated, like, to fight some bad guys later on. And it then is they do, so but it's bro- also very inconsequential. It is so broadcasted, though. It is, um... So, we have first our, our rather portly lady, who, um, I, this is, it's... All right, she's supposed to be a portly lady, but she's clearly played by a normal-sized woman in an inflated fat suit. It's really weird. <laughs> But, but, like, you know, the whole thing is that she can roll into a little ball, and we see her do that, like, knock over some human-sized bowling pins, guys who yeah. are dressed up as bowling pins. There is, and then there's um, the super speedy guy who's, like... He can make the film go really fast. Yeah. That's his, <laughs> his ability. His ability um, is to run really fast, but you're also just, like, well, everybody else behind you is also moving really fast. It's literally <laughs> that MST3K joke. Wow, he can make the film reverse. <laughs> yeah. Um 
he um we have the strong man and he's just sort of like you know he's a strong he guy. has a leotard and a mustache and then there's a gymnast um it's funny though because like so you think that they're gonna do the whole like fat girl joke and they don't they make him the strong guy like Take out a big sandwich and scarf it down. They are very respectable of uh, the fat lady on the team. I did appreciate that. Uh, my only big thing is she's not played by a fat lady, so it's just kind of off. I, I don't. I don't know if that's worse or better because then you would be rolling a real person down the uh, stairs, no. which is very clearly a prop that they just threw down. Yeah. So that's another time in this movie where they they actually you know from the snowball gag into the yeah. into this now. So there are payoffs, even though they're very largely broadcasted. Yeah. Um, yeah, so Minky is, I Minky guess, has a jetpack, by Minky the way. Minky has a jetpack. And, and he flies in at the last minute from his dressing room, like, across the town. Oh, right. He saves uh, the gymnast's life. There's about to be Robin's parents incident oh, going yeah, on here. Yeah, happen. Robin's parents almost die. Um, <laughs> even before Vivian Robin is conceived. And, like, <laughs> he shows up them. with his jetpack, and he's like, yeah, I saved you. And everyone in the audience is like, oh, cool. I'd be like, what the fuck did he get a jetpack? <laughs> yes, this... Well, remember, he's he's ex-CIA, and clearly this... But we don't know that. If we're audience members in the circus, we don't know that. <laughs> <laughs> this is a lax world of the CIA. Yeah, where very you can lax. Just, you can just, one, you can just tell everybody in your life your past occupation, and secondly, you can just take tools from... <laughs> you can apparently just keep all your CIA stuff. Yeah. Um, so, meanwhile, so, Bebe Emma Roberts is, um, easily, I guess, conned into heading off Mark, Mark Kind, that's it? Richard Kind. Richard Kind. So, Richard Kind comes up and he's like, so, um, you're, it is, you remember. That's, that's no, the no, actor's no, name for the record. Yes. <laughs> remember when you were a child and they're like, if someone comes up to you and says like, hey, your mom asked me to pick you up, don't go in their car. Well, she does that. She does that. <laughs> she, yeah. She absolutely just gets she in the absolutely. car. And to be fair, it's not like he, the dad has met the scientist at this point. Like, he's met the guy. So, and he, you know, they got along pretty well. And he knew that they he was here to pick her up. So it's not totally unfounded. The part that comes out of nowhere is just like, well, we're going to Japan. And that's the part where little baby Emma Roberts is just like, Whoa, <laughs> hold on. I have to tell my dad this is like you're taking me not only across state lines, but like I gotta go get my passport. Like, yo, what the hell? And and Richard Kynes has fabricated it's that it is like that Simpsons gag. Hello, Smithers. You are quite good at turning me on. He literally just has a video of... He has a video feed of his dad, his dad quote unquote. Hello, honey. Have fun in Japan. I did. I, he told me that you were going. I just didn't want to ruin the surprise. Have fun. I'll see you in a week. <laughs> you know? And by the way, it's over video phone, which, okay, to remind you, it's 2004 Four. at this point. The iPhone has not been invented yet. <laughs> and, you know, video teleconferencing from back then is kind of a big deal. It's not something you can just do that easily. And he's doing it from a limo in, like, crystal clear quality, like, broadcast camera. And his dad, her dad, is just like, yeah, I've totally had this in my house the whole time. <laughs> and this background, yeah, you totally recognize the house and everything. Like, yep. Totally legit. Yeah, so now, now this child essentially has been trafficked. <laughs> yeah. Um, she's, yeah she's and, and they take her into um, one of these secret agent things, and I do appreciate it. Instead of, like, just taking a flight, 
they get into like this high speed boat with like wings and it's like a CG. Oh, by the way, the CG in this movie is exactly what you expect. It's <laughs> not passable, but you're just like, all right. <laughs> Cause there's CG Minky. Like in fact, CG Minky saves the oh, acrobat and it's yes. wonky. Um, but anyways, there's a lot of CG ape in this. So they 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 traffic off little uh, baby Emma Roberts, and then the dad is meanwhile like, I wonder where my kid is, and he gets a he gets a threatening message from one of the henchmen, like never, yeah, like basically like if you look for us, you'll never see your daughter again. <laughs> Which had literally no one said anything, he probably wouldn't, ha- like he would have started to look, but like this has amped up the urgency. He yeah, all right, here I'll give you an example. Um, if your child does not come home on a designated time, you'd probably just go to the local authorities. Um, because of this message, he has now alerted all his old CIA, his old CIA handler, yeah. who, by oh. the way, is the mom from that 70s show. Oh, yeah, it's so funny. Yeah. <laughs> this is a star-studded cast. Yeah, this is actually, like, kind of a big cast. Yeah. Pat- Spoilers, Pat Morita shows up later yes. on. Oh, we'll get to Pat Morita. <laughs> We're gonna get to Miyagi-san. We're gonna get to that. We're gonna get to that. <laughs> Trust me, it's a whole thing. Yeah. But the um, the weird thing is, like, um, had he literally just been like, he could have used the same video teleconferencing technology and just been like, "Hey, you know, you signed a permission slip. We're we're going on a trip for like a week. There's going to be a whole bunch of classmates." He could have faked a whole thing, of like, "Hey, your kids with all these other kids." And, like, we're on a field trip. But, I, no, he threatens him immediately. Like, don't go to the cops. Your daughter will be returned safely. And he's just like, well, fuck you. I'm going to go get my my spy kit. And I'm going to go call all my friends at the CIA and be like, this motherfucker threatened me and kidnapped my child. And the crazy part is, I suppose, I, I do not know. I do not know. But what then again, I guess we wouldn't have had a movie. Yes. <laughs> yeah. We're not getting into, like, plot hole. Why does the ape do things? Um... Why does he have to do things? Uh, right, so he goes to CIA, and I do not know how it works in the world of the CIA, but basically they're just like, cool, you're reinstated. <laughs> no questions yeah, so asked. Like, so by the way, his his CIA agent buddy, who was, uh, who's, again, mom from 70s show, um, she was his partner, and she... No, I think she's more his handler. She Or handler or yeah, whatever. Handler. But like... Um, we're using the proper terminology here. Yeah. If we're not using the proper terminology, please, please send us CIA an, agents send, get in touch with send us. Send us an email at eighttourtheory.com. At eight no at, at gmail.com. Gmail.com. I'm throwing them off our track. <laughs> <laughs> we're uploading this via VPN and Tor browser. You'll never find us, coppers. Oh. Um, although you can probably track us down via social media pretty oh, easily. Yeah. <laughs> oh, speed not covering our tracks. Um <laughs> So he, they're, they're they're back in action, um, and they go and find Minky and Dad. The, Dad Minky sh- like calls the whole team up. Yeah, yeah. So they, they they decide, hey, Minky's in town. Let's utilize the chimp. And the circus people are just like, can we do it too? Oh, by the way, yeah. they are listening in on a super secret spy conversation. He's been reinstated to the agency at this point, and like Minky and this guy both have spy experience. And they are both being spied on by circus performers. <laughs> and you understand, these people look like, you know, like, like the Paris de Saki. Like, they're not even being <laughs> subtle about it. They're not very subtle they're in, their, not subtle in their, at their appearances. All. And they're like, <laughs> they've been, they're, they're being spied on by the rank amateurs, basically. And just like, 
Aren't you guys in the CIA? They're like, not the even. Hell? They're not even spying. They're like it is like if they're you're, literally just listening. They're to the listening. It is like when you are listening to your coworkers bicker. Like you're just like Ooh. yeah. And they come out in tuxes and they're just like, can we join your spy agency too? And like a real, you know, real CIA agents probably would have been like, oh shit, we're compromised. We're compromised. These are American citizens. What would we do? And they like call in an asset, and you know the cir- <laughs> That's the end of the circus. The whole circus blows up. Um, you know that would be probably reality, maybe if it's like that important. And they just let them. They're not they're even like, like. You know what? You're CIA agents. They don't too. even give them a test. They're not even like, okay, go find this democratically elected uh, country and overthrow them first. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, here's, can you can you pass FBI basic training? No problem. You know, no, they just they get them in. That's it. Um, they do ask the mom from that '70s show. There, they they do. By the way, the mom from that '70s show has to put back on her like leather costume. Which uh, I'm not. Look, I'm just saying this. I I do not know anyone who's been a handler. I don't even know if I'd want to associate with anyone who's a CIA handler. Frankly, I don't think you have to dress like Fuji Komine. Yeah, she really does dress <laughs> she like. Is dressed like Fuji. It's all. It's not quite a cat suit, but it's like leather, leather, like you know, type of thing. And you're just like, you don't need to do this, <laughs> but I get it. It's a spy movie for babies. For babies. For babies. Um, and so, of course... But they um, make a joke about that she can't zip it up all the way. Like, and that she has, like, a lot of trouble moving around because it's all rut leather and it's like... Makes all this noise. <laughs> so I guess... It's like me when I try to cosplay Fujikomi. <laughs> That's not true. You did do cosplay Fujikomi. I didn't do the cat suit, You didn't though. do the cat I didn't suit. do the cat suit. No. Oh. Um, and uh, the circus people do ask, because it's a good question, to be fair. They're like, hey, why did Minky work for the CIA? And they go into origin story time. Which is weird, because the origin story itself probably would have been a stronger story, quite honestly. I mean, basically, spoilers, the CIA was training primates to do the dirty work of the CIA, which I did get curious, because I wanted to see if there was anything at least that we know of in terms of doing this, I actually couldn't find anything, which is wild because the CIA actually does utilize pinnipeds and cetaceans in terms of operations. And then there was that crazy dude in the 70s who kept giving dolphins LSD and kept trying to have his assistants (laughs) be intimate with the dolphins. So I'm a little surprised we have not utilized chimps. Maybe we have. Maybe that's just... Maybe it's just not been declassified Classified. We'll wait. You know, like I said, Trump's got two months. Maybe he'll, he'll blab some cool info on the way out. Um, but the the big thing for me was just like, so I, I think they shut the program down, but they didn't let Minky go. They just put him in like the warehouse at the end of Indiana Jones, basically. <laughs> but they do this. You're like so shocked they didn't send him off to an accredited place. But um, this unfortunately is, this part is actually accurate. Um, there was an orangutan who was in a sign language program, uh, Chantek, who was part of a program on a university campus. So for a long time, Champus, uh, Chantek just like lived on a campus and was taught sign language. And one day, you know, Champ, you know, Chantek was no longer a cute little orangutan. He was a large, huge male. And he was also gigantic because his handler kept giving him Oreos. Um, so he was unfortunately very, very overweight. He was huge. And the program got discontinued. And Chantek lived in a cage at the Yerkes Research Institute until he was rescued like a decade later. So you're like, how could they leave an ape in a cage? They do. Uh, they okay, do. Okay, fine. But. <laughs> The, it's the most accurate part of this movie. <laughs> I think I think more just like 
it's the warehouse at the end of Indiana Jones part. <laughs> I'm just like, you know, all right, put him in a cage, but maybe like, I don't know, somewhere else. <laughs> like, like a fake habitat. You're the CIA. You probably have a couple of those. Um, but anyways, the... Um, so they, 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 the secret agent guy, dad, like, frees him, and, like, you know, they become friends or whatever, and at, this is the weirdest part of the movie, as he's leaving in, like, the little pond that they have outside the CIA, by the way, I don't know if you've ever seen the CIA building, or, like, the FBI building, they're pretty nondescript. <laughs> Not like, FBI works here. I mean, the, the, they're... I mean, it says FBI outside the building, and it says, you know, if you go to the CIA building, it's a very large facility. But you've seen it in movies and stuff like that. It's not that showy. There's nothing out front. But yet here he is walking out of the agency, and it's like this really nice koi pond and this really nice stairwell. And it's like all these really nice architecture that's like really flashy, and it's like that's very unnecessary. It's not how it works, but okay. Anyways, inside this little koi pond, like, three Russian agents come out in the scuba suits. And you're just like, see, that's why they don't have the koi pond at the real <laughs> FBI or the real CIA. But, and also, but also, like, how bad is your security that, like, three full-grown men in scuba suits were able to hide in a koi hey, pond? Hey, I've seen the Americans. They infiltrated the United States for decades. And to be fair, we probably did the same thing but to them. But not a fucking koi pond. <laughs> I don't know. I never finished the Americans. Maybe, maybe that they, happened. They have to drive up park their car in their little scuba suit, get in the scuba suit, get in the fucking pond, and then just wait for they one are, agent. That is the point of a sleeper agent, though. That is the point. You wait. You wait until a man and his chimp come by. And then the chimp beats them all up, by the way. Oh, yeah. Um, that is the big thing. Um, and then that's like, oh, well, this program works. We should keep going. And then they became partners. I need to explain uh, Minky's hand-to-hand combat style, his, his uh, CQC. Uh, don't, don't, don't go too far because I don't want to spoil that part yet. Okay, okay. Because uh, right, that part is amazing. Okay, we will wait then. We will wait. I will not give away uh, Minky's fighting style. Yeah, because it's a whole thing. CQC chimp. Chimp quarters combat. Close quarters combat. Chimp quarters combat. So, anyways, um, and that's how Minky became a CIA operative. Um, so, uh, the next thing they have to do is like track down where they went. Apparently, he told they were told that they were going to Jamaica. He told the dead they were going to Jamaica as part of the the science fair or whatever. So that's instead of Japan. He didn't tell them they were going to Japan. And um, they head off to meet um, another doctor. Another doctor who was mentioned earlier in the movie, who used to be uh, Richard Kind's partner, um, Dr. something or other. She's like a French name. Dr. Ajir. Ajir. Dr. Amour. Adour. Oh, it is Amour. Amour. Okay, it is Amour. I think it is Amour. Is it Amour? I don't know. Well, we should up. probably like, look at this we up. We should look this up. I'm on Richard Kind's Wikipedia page oh. looking for uh, <laughs> looking for spy mate real fast. But anyways, Doctor French Lady, who's definitely the um, the, the Bond, Bond girl. girl. She she literally she comes out like it's Doctor No, right? That one. Yes. She it's comes very out Dr. of the no. ocean like Doctor like, No, tight little bikini, as PG like <laughs> as PG as, as far as PG will get you. But like I was still like, damn girl. <laughs> Um, like I said, very going back to MST3K references. Don't don't refer, don't show a good movie in your crappy movie. Yeah, but anyways, uh, so so it is Doctor Doctor Moore. Doctor Moore, it is Doctor Moore. Okay, okay, we have the cast list up yes, now, yes. just in case we're gonna edit this out. So we no, we're, we're not. We're not. We're leaving it in. I'm 
lazy. People lose interest, though. They're like, these people didn't do the research. No, they... It took me two minutes to look this up. But anyways, so she comes out of the water, and she's, like, all, you know, hot and whatever, and French. Uh, And Mr. Dad James Bond is just like, you know... I'm looking for my daughter. And, like, the the chimp is also with them. And, of course, the chimp brings no attention. It is that thing again with, like, MXP, which is there's this chimp walking around dressed like a little James Bond. And no one is weird or phased or even remotely curious as to what a chimp is doing. Yeah. Oh, we forgot to mention that their super secret spy car in the United States is a DeLorean. <laughs> the most nondescript. No, it's, not, it's not even nondescript. It's, like, the most... Non nondescript <laughs> car that you could pick as a spy. Like, what what car did he use to get away after he assassinated the general? A fucking car from Back to the Future. Oh, the Back to the Future car. I love yeah. that movie. Oh well, there's only like 180 of those in the country. That shouldn't be too hard to narrow and them down. And you will notice them because it's a hugely popular and iconic movie. So you you would just be like, yeah, this it's is like the, the worst car. spy car wow. they could have. It's the worst spy car they could have picked. Like. In, if they picked an Aston Martin, at least it's like, oh, it's a reference to James Bond. It's a fucking DeLorean. <laughs> it's not even a spy movie reference. But okay. In Jamaica, though, they're not driving the, the DeLorean. They're driving um, a uh, Mini Cooper, which is more inconspicuous. Fine. <laughs> and still kind of a spy reference. So they meet Dr. Amore. Um, oh. And by the way, this entire time they've been followed by like one of the henchmen who's like... Kind of like Dr. Evil slash Blofeld. I need to explain his makeup. It is, if you were at the last minute invited to a Halloween party and you said, oh shit, I need a costume, I'm just going to kind of look like a scary dude. It is like, someone took an eyeliner pencil and I think kind of drew a little scar on his face. It's Blofeld. It's (laughs) It's like Dr. Evil, you know, type of, it's exactly Dr. Evil, basically. Dr. Evil had better makeup, though. There's no makeup here. You know, bald with a scar. Yeah. Done. Um, and he's very pale. He looks like me, basically, right now. <laughs> except I have a beard. Um, so he's been following them, keeping tabs, making sure that the spy dad doesn't get too far. Um, and then the the ape, uh, Minky, just, like, knocks him out. And then we and get the, the most unnet. It is it is weird. I think someone there was one there was some producer and he was like, "Yo, you know, move was really popular with the kids, Kangaroo Jack." And there's a part in Kangaroo Jack where the kangaroo speaks. We need that. That's what's gonna make Spy make a big hit. This is gonna. And he took a big snort of coke, like so. <laughs> and and we're so we're not actually doing coke. <laughs> <laughs> if only. <laughs> um, and then um, he had to have. Um, there's this the, the really ch- weird fever in, dream. And it's just the chimp talking in Jamaican accent. Because they're in Jamaica, apparently. Yeah. And he's like, I mean, sorry, it's everybody. Just, I'm just going to do the accent. No, There's no, no way around no, it. No, we don't need to. It's just simply, it is a chimp speaking he's very in, much the, going in, in the patois that one would use, perhaps, if they were talking about Cool Runnings. Actually, maybe that's, no, that's like... No, Cool Runnings came out like a decade previously. Yeah, it was. I'm just back trying to figure out what inspired something. this. Who was like, we need the chimp to talk in a patois. Well, it, it's either weird. either way, like it goes on for very long, <laughs> and it ends, of course, with the the, the um, ape kissing 
um, very Bugs Bunny, very Bugs Bunny esque. Uh, the the henchman <laughs> is it gay for the chip? To and give then you they a big even smooch? they even take a picture together. So like he gets another tourist who's passing by. He hands him a camera, and he's like, the tourist goes ahead and takes the picture. But what's weird is like again, the henchman is knocked out this entire time. The henchman is <laughs> totally out cold, and the tourist is like, yeah, sure. <laughs> the, this ape this just is... handed me a camera and probably knocked that dude out. But like, yeah, I'll take his picture. Yeah. Click. Having a normal one. <laughs> Having a normal one. I um, guess that just happens in Jamaica. <laughs> um, I I think that's it in Jamaica. I think. Meanwhile, we should probably. I forgot jump... how they figure out how to go to Japan. Um, I think she mentions it. It does. It does not matter. The plot does not matter. Yeah. What matters is. But that... speaking of Japan, right? Because we. Um, <laughs> this is so funny. So they have like stock footage to open up Japan. And it's like typical like stock footage of what looks like I think Akihabara or like Shibuya, I think it's Akihabara actually. Um, no, it's Shibuya. <laughs> Sorry, I'm trying to remember where it was. Anyways, they show the stock footage and then immediately Toronto, like they don't even hide it. It's not even the same location. They like have a couple of Japanese people around, but it's like the worst building they could have picked. They have a couple of plackets with some, like, um, like kanji outside. And then just to remind you, it's Japan. They keep doing that gong noise. So yeah. it's like, boom. But, like, the building they picked is, like, in a bunch of movies. And it's Toronto um, or, or Vancouver. I can't remember which one. But it's, like, in a ton of movies. In fact, it, I remember it because it's in the interview yeah. as, like, a Pyongyang building. And it actually fits more Pyongyang than it does Tokyo because there's like no lights around. It looks like a prison <laughs> and it's so just obvious and well, whatever. They had Japanese people around. So it was like, oh, I guess it's Tokyo. Um, so they go-, they go in and it's like, all right, off you go. Go make it bigger. Tell us how to make it bigger. <laughs> and they're like, can I talk to my dad? And he's like, yeah, sure. And they do the whole video conferencing thing again. And he's like, the faster you get this done, the better. And she does kind of that thing because um, earlier she's she's a weird little kid who likes burned toast, and so she she kind of is like something sus here. She hasn't done that. Okay, yet. okay, she hasn't done it yet. That's okay. the, that's the very last phone call. All right, they have. she's she's just starting to realize. Bibi and Robert's starting to realize this is a little sus. Yeah, but she yeah. she can't put her finger on it quite yet. The video the te- video teleconference is no. a dead giveaway for some reason. Um, I suppose we should come back to the circus performers because it's sort of the last time they're in the movie. Oh yeah, they, do, a they heist. do actually like contribute to the plot. They do, but it's not necessary. It's super something they could have just figured out on their yeah. own. So they go to Richard Kind's house, and Richard Kind has like this ginormous mansion um, with like security guards and shit. And they, like, knock them all out using their circus abilities. <laughs> and uh, they figure out that he's in Japan. And so they relay that information to the handler. The handler relays that information to um, Secret Agent Dad. And he's like, Dr. Amour, you're hot. We need a Bond girl. You want to come with me and my chimp to Japan? <laughs> and it's not a euphemism somehow. <laughs> um, so they head off. It's just, it is weird the Japan because... Right, this thing that blew our mind. Apparently, they did was shoot in, in Japan. We're just not sure where because even when they get to the mountains, that's clearly the mountains of Canada. It yeah. looks so different. It's like, it, but they so this opening shot is another one of the the parts where they dress up a part of uh, Vancouver to look like Tokyo. It's not Tokyo, but they're like they did shoot there. 
It's so bizarre. They they probably just shot a bunch of second unit stuff, but there's also some scenes where like maybe they shot there. Um, it's kind of bizarre. So, anyways, they get to their hotel and they're like, "All right, we're gonna the three of us are all gonna sleep together here, and you know, in a very consensual and non-sexual way, uh, <laughs> while we you know before we go look for my daughter in the morning." And then the the ape first thing up and at him is like looking around. Finds that henchman who's returned to Tokyo already. Um, and like... Skateboarding ensues. Yeah, skateboarding. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. this It's like movies that are like, you know what would make this movie better? The gym had a skateboard. Just keep with the MXP cannon, I suppose. So, I forget. The, the henchman has like a motorcycle, right? I just remember there's a goofy chase. There's a goofy chase. He... The henchman finds the ape, and the ape is like, oh no, I'm gonna use my super secret agent skateboard. And it's this box that just CGI's into a skateboard. Um, and I think he's using a motorcycle or something like that to chase him around. I just remember because they go to a skate park that yeah. I'm not I'm sure there are skate parks in Japan, but this does not look like a skate park you it's would all see English. in Japan. Everything all the graffiti, all the tagging is in English, and then you just have a bunch of extras who are all clearly just like, you know, Asian Canadians sitting around like, yeah. Yay! They're like cheering. <laughs> oh, and like guys. Eh? <laughs> and they're also trying to help uh, Minky, I almost called him Jack, oh. Minky, uh, by like skating in front of the motorcycle to like distract him. And eventually he gets into a wreck or something and he's like, oh, I lost, I lost Minky. I got to head back to headquarters. So now the chaser becomes the chasee and Minky follows him to his headquarters I forget how the dad ends up there. I'm trying to figure that out because, like I said, it kind of becomes a blur how they get to point A to point B. So basically, yeah. they do decide, um, yeah. Um, the, I think he transmits it or something. All right. But they decide to take... Um, but they go to another different... Or I think it's the, the henchman's building. Yeah, that they say it's like, it's not Mount Fuji, but they're like, it's some volcano in Japan. No, 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 not yet. Not they yet. Go to the, um, okay. They go to the, um, the building that the daughter is in, mm. and they're like... Hey, I think I figured it out. I fig I think I've mostly got it there. All right, cool. Listen, um, and then the henchman tells like Richard Kind, like, hey, you know, they're they're here in the country. I, you know, I think I lost them. I don't, but we gotta we gotta mm. split. They're gonna find us. And they're like, okay, we gotta continue our work on Mount Takanawa Fuji <laughs> or whatever the fuck it is. Um, it's it's not a real mountain. What, whatever <laughs> mountain they said, it's not real because uh, it wasn't Mount Fuji. Um, it's probably not real. I should maybe I should give the movie a little more credit, but I'm I'm betting it's not real. Um, so they pack up their things and they they get ready to get into the helicopter. They have found the building that they're that that Richard Kind and and the daughter's in because they followed the henchmen. And Dad beats up a, a waiter, uh, just some poor waiter, it was a poor waiter, some poor waiter, and like takes his clothing. And he's like, yeah, I definitely work here, even though I'm clearly American. Um, and uh, Minky has hid himself inside the little cart, and they follow the henchman up. The henchman doesn't recognize him because he's wearing glasses now or some shit. Um, the, the, the dad, not the, not the ape. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, like, this the way... This movie would pull that shit. The movie would pull that. Like I said, people are very unreactive to just a chimp walking around. Um, but in this case, they, they, you know, he's hidden, so he's not seen. And uh, Minky, I think, gets into, like, the air vent and, like, does more reconnaissance and, like, is really the one to follow around. And eventually, 
they've packed up all their shit. They're ready to go. They're on the helicopter. Hey, you're going to see Dr. Moore at the mountain. It'll be great. And they get into the helicopter, and Minky grabs onto the helicopter. More CGI Minky. More CGI Minky, and also green screen Minky, because he's, like, (laughs) on the helicopter the entire time. (laughs) And they get to the mountain, and, of course, they're tracking Minky. Um, So they're like, all right, we got to get up to that mountain. So Minky uh, falls off the helicopter, like, a relatively okay height that he's Mm going to be fine. Away from the base. And um, suddenly, out of nowhere, <gasps> Mr. Uh, Miyagi. Mr. Miyagi shows up. <laughs> Pat Morita shows up in a ninja costume and is like, We have been waiting for you. It's very, very like, but you like just, just the idea of a ninja. They call him yeah. Minky San. <laughs> More like a ninja. <laughs> Sorry. And I know I'm stealing that from Speed Racer. Speed Racer is amazing. We got to do that movie at some point. Yes, we will, because there is a chimp in it. So mm-hmm. we will and there's do. a whole incident in oh, that movie. Oh, God, yeah. Um, so Minky gets rescued by ninjas. It's basically Batman Begins. It's just, it's just Batman it is, Begins. It is very much Batman Begins. So, like, um, they... <laughs> Batman Begins, I guess, had come out at this point. So <laughs> that, I'm guessing that's where they got it you from. You know what the kids love? You know Batman. what the kids love? They love Batman. Batman and Batman Begins had ninjas in it. And kids love ninjas. And James Bond had ninjas at some point. So we're putting ninjas in this movie. So they go through like their little training. And he's like, this is going to be the most challenging thing you've yeah, ever they ba- faced. Yeah, they basically are like, we will train you so you can, you know, to fight everyone. We're going to teach you to be an even better fighter, Minky, yeah. Minky-san. This is the most difficult challenge you've ever faced. They really hype this shit up. They hype it up like he's going to go through the gauntlet. Yeah. Like, um... He gets into one fight with Pat Morita. And... <laughs> It is literally... And it's the most one-sided fight. He is just punching Pat Morita in the balls. Minky has totally cheesed this fight. It is when you get that opponent in Street Fighter and you just... And he's just hitting, like, down B, just kicking you constantly. Like, down B, down B, down B, or down kick, down kick, down kick. That is the entire fight. It's just Minky going... Punching the balls, punching the balls. In the, the balls, like this, this distinguished time. actor who's been through so much, who broke so many barriers in in terms of giving the roles of Asian actors. By the way, this actors, is posthumous. Like, the, yeah, the, the dignity they deserve. And one of his, it's not his final film. It's we not checked, his finest film. But one of his final films is just him playing a whore ninja, getting punched in the balls repeatedly by a chip. <laughs> and then, like, you're a strong fighter. You pass the trial. And it's like, are you kidding? He didn't do anything. You didn't train him. He just beat you up. You're just an old man he kicked the shit out of. <laughs> um, so Minky-san's training is complete. Yeah, like, okay, sure, thanks for nothing. And he, 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 he pieces out from Hidden Leaf Village. It basically sets up nothing. It set up nothing. It sets up one thing, but it's basically pointless. Yeah. Um... um so meanwhile, I guess Richard Kind and Bebe Roberts have have a conversation. He's like, "Hey, I, doctor, is Doctor Moore here? Doctor Moore's not here. Sorry, kid." And he's oh, yeah, starting so to like, snap at her. She's at like this point. really into Doctor Moore. Doctor Moore's kind of like her hero, you know. But he's also really starting to snap at her at this yeah, point. He's kind of becoming. He's becoming impatient. He's like, "Just fix the fucking drill," in like mm-hmm. PG language. Yeah. Um, and he's like, "Can I? Can I talk to my dad?" And she's like, "Yeah, sure. No, not a problem." And he doesn't even, like, apologize for snapping at her. I think he'd, he'd, like, 
make her far less suspicious if he just went like, look, I'm sorry. Or under a lot of pressure to make the fracking fracking drill. Our our people are funding us. You know, we're just, I'm under a lot. I'm dealing with a lot Mm -hmm. of business associates. (laughs) I didn't mean to snap at you, small child. Uh, My anger was misdirected at you. I'm really sorry. And like, she probably would have dropped the whole thing. So she gets suspicious. <laughs> she contacts her dad again, and it's it's just one of those like check off gun things again. Well, I don't know. Don't check off gun because so they said okay. so at the very beginning of the movie. We forgot to mention this. It's a weak ass setup. By it's the way, it's a very weak ass setup. But she likes burnt toast. So <laughs> dad burns the toast on purpose for her because he she really likes it like crunchy or whatever. <laughs> and um, she is on the phone call with dad again, and she's like, hey. Listen, I'm really sorry about the burnt toast. She's like, ah, oh, don't worry about it, kiddo. Nobody likes burnt toast. And that's dun, her dun, That's dun, her dun. signal. <laughs> everything else, everything else was just... Everything he says now is a fucking lie. Yeah. I know it. <laughs> I caught you, motherfucker. You're not dad. And then finally we had the reveal. This is the worst Mission Impossible CGI mask pull-off. So Secret Agent Dad gets his face pulled off by Richard Kind. Um, and like, Dr. Farley is his name in the movie. Um, and like, you know, he pulls his face off. It's the worst CGI in the entire film because his head grows like five sizes. It is. Okay. You know how like, I don't know, there'll be like a meme, you know, and you're like, I like gritty. And then you take, I don't know, whatever, like Han Solo and you put gritty's head on it. You're like, haha, that's gritty. (laughs) It is very much like, yeah, it's very much like memification because his head grows like five sizes. And then he rips the mask off and it's like not not connected to the face. It's just the worst. It was weird because normally they kind of do that Mission Impossible cut where it's sort of like a prosthetic mask, you know? And you could like they cut away even, and he just yeah. he like hold the mask to his they side. They don't even cut it. Like he's just holding like, I guess a tennis ball that we photoshopped it green screens yeah. later on in post. It's, it's, it's weird. It's bad. So she goes into the room and what must be absolutely traumatic for a 10 year old child is she just finds like a, a, a Michael Myers-esque mask of her dad. And she also finds the background they've been using the entire time. Yeah. And it's like, oh. Oh, I've been tricked. Uh, I've been tricked. Again, video conference didn't tip this off, but whatever. Yeah. Um, um, and then, uh, so, Dad has been captured, I think, at this point. I they, think, they, they get right, there right, and they get captured. Right, because she's like, she, she does, I don't know. It's always weird in these things. Cause she, she also gets captured, by the way. She also gets caught by Richard Kind at this point. But she's like, not hiding her card. She just, I mean, she, she just goes up to him. She's like, you're a stinky liar. You're, and, you're, yeah. a, you're a bad liar. liar. What is this for? It's like... <laughs> Global warming, kid. I don't yeah. know. Right, we so, want to. We want to steal all the water. Some so shit like so that. now he has her dad and Doctor Moore, and he's like, "Well, now you have to finish our big fracking drill, or else I'll kill your dad." And as much a PG way as possible. Yeah. If you want to see your dad again. <laughs> so, well, you wanted to see your dad. Here he is. You know, squirt gun to his head. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a walkie-talkie. It's a walkie-talkie. <laughs> It's, um, the, it's the hammer gun from One Piece. <laughs> from the four kids version yeah. of One Piece. Um, so now she has no choice but to do the drill. Oh no, what's going to happen? Oh look. Our, our only hope is Minky. Minky and uh, Minky, Minky delivers. Oh, oh. we skipped one important thing. Whoa, whoa. So uh, this is before she discovers it. But like when she's just hanging out in her room in the oh, new Japan base. Yeah. Like when she's just hanging out in her room, she's like watching... Just a silly Japanese cartoon. Like, just, I guess, whatever's on TV. 
It's Ghost in the Shell. That's what it was. I misquoted the MST. I said that. I was like, I know I said that. But I was like, ah, don't show a good movie in your crappy movie. Yes. Yes. <laughs> She's watching Ghost in the Shell. Like, not not like a parody of Ghost. Fucking the 1995 film Ghost in the Shell. Which one? is not appropriate for children. <laughs> And two, I don't think they just broadcast it on TV like willy-nilly in the mountains in Japan. Maybe it's like a VHS cassette. You know, I don't know. Like, whatever uh, it is. But, like, it's so bizarre. You're just like, why would they put this very R-rated movie in a PG-13 film? It's even PG, I think. It has to be PG. Or PG. Sorry. Yeah. It's PG. And just, yeah. <laughs> sorry, we had to mention it. Because, like, like, the major shows up, Lato's in it. You're like... Uh, there's this movie is very very limited and i think their knowledge of anything japan related and i think in their head they're like what's japan known for and they're like ninjas and hyper violent sexual cartoons so let's just <laughs> like it's not even i i okay pokemon's too expensive all right dragon ball z is too expensive why ghost in the shell <laughs> okay it can't even be an issue of price because it ghost in the shell is not exactly cheap either <laughs> Ghost in the Shell is actually, like, a high-profile franchise. <laughs> you couldn't get, like, One Piece or, like, something that, like, something a child would watch in Japan. <laughs> Yu-Gi-Oh! Like, fucking something. Oh, my God. Just, and we check the credits and everything. There's Production IG, Man. Bondi Entertainment, Manga Entertainment. It's like, I can't believe you licensed Ghost in the Shell for this fucking movie. Yep. So sorry, we it's all right. It, we it, if you, it's important to bring up. It's important to bring up and also like we lost our shit. <laughs> we lost our shit and also like um here in this household we're very like especially me, I'm a huge Ghost in the Shell fan. I have like a shit. Ton I, I know of Ghost I'm gonna I'm franchise. gonna quote Alex Patak here, um, because when we did our episode on struggle session when Alex was visiting Atlanta and Alex just said I'm gonna do a terrible Alex impression. He was like, I'm living in a house right now and twenty five percent of it is made up of ghost in the shell paraphernalia. Yeah. <laughs> and that's basically and Alex and, was not lying. That is that's yeah, our, that's, that's that's our house. And it's all my it's all my stuff. <laughs> I think I have like I gave you one thing. <laughs> I have given you one present, I think. Yeah, I think one thing's mine. Uh, it's on it's on my shelf, actually, my it's bookshelf. On, it's on your shelf. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. not it's not here. It's not the we actually have called it Ghost in the Shelf. We have a whole shelf just to yeah. Ghost in the Shelf paraphernalia. Yeah, so it's the Ghost in the so, Shelf. So sorry, we just had to point that out because yeah. it's so bizarre. It's important in our household. It's also important in our household. <laughs> <laughs> We've forsaken our um, our Jewish and Salvadorian culture for just all things Ghost in the Shell related. <laughs> There's a Ghost in the Shell mouse pad literally on our desk right here. It's a sad existence we need. Anyway, Minky rolls up and saves the day. Minky um, does roll up and save the day. Again, oh, he, he tricks a couple of henchmen into a snowball fight, which yeah. is kind of funny. They are speaking Japanese to their credit. They're not speaking like gobbledygook or yeah, they some were weird... Speaking they're actually speaking Japanese. So, and he sneaks in, and he's like, "All right, I'm gonna stop y'all from from doing the laser drilling." And by the way, at this point, he ha she has told her Holt told Richard Kind the secret to like, here's how the laser drill works. Um, you just need to apply pressure at this point, mm -hmm. and that's it. Um, it's a it's a scrunchy thing. Yeah. It's a whole thing with a scrunchy. It it's doesn't not matter. Worth getting it doesn't into. matter. It's literally not. It's mm -hmm. it's dumb. Yeah. So she knows that we basically, we know how to start the drill, and that means by theory, you know how to stop the drill. Yeah. You know. And um, now, and now the, um, the dad and, and Dr. Moore, well, they finally have met now. Mm -hmm. Like, the, the kid has finally met Dr. Moore. Dr. Moore, by the way, 
is uh, in a very, uh, not skimpy, but like very tight cat suit, red cat suit. And she's showing a bit of cleavage. And she's she? showing a bit of cleavage. And you're just like, movie. Like, it's good to meet you, 10-year-old child. Yes. <laughs> I've, um, ma- I've made your dad fall in love with me. <laughs> which is little, I'm your new mommy now. Yeah. Which is a little sus because we had a theory that um, her biological mom is no longer around because she was out as a CIA. Um, she was a... Um, oh, she yeah. might have been like at a rival agency. Like maybe she was MI6. Yeah. And they had like some interpersonal conflict. And so like... We, ha- we came up with this, like, tragic backstory that the mom was, like, you know, had gone rogue. And so the dad is, like, and dad doesn't know that she's MI6. He, he has, has no idea. He has to neutralize her, though. And then he finds out Minky is the spotter. Yeah. And he's, like, target in sight. And he looks down the sniper scope, and it's her. And he's, like, oh, no. And he's got to make the choice. Country or the woman he loves. And he chose country. Minky, take the shot. No, not Minky. He no. has to take the shot. No, you think... Minky's, no. Minky's probably like over the walkie like... <laughs> and you hear the translation, take the shot. Green light, go, go, go. <laughs> and he's like... And you hear him yell. <laughs> like point break, like... <laughs> uh, so that's why mom's not around? Yeah. Ted killed her. <laughs> but it's okay because he has new mom. Yep, new mom. Sexy French mom. <laughs> Sexy French mom. Um... So, um, they get the device to basically self-destruct the drill. Um, yeah. oh. Oh, and the ninjas come in to help out, finally. Yes. Do they even do anything? No, I they actually they're... get their ass whooped for okay, the most part. Okay, yeah, they... They kind of lose to most of the henchmen, and then the dad and, and Minky beat up most of the henchmen by themselves. They're like, thanks, ninjas. You didn't do very much. <laughs> and, like, they're all scattered across the floor. Like, I don't think most of them get back up, which is going to be important in a minute. Because Richard Kind, uh, Dr. Farley at this point, is also knocked out. Um, and they are like, all right, if we overload the machine, you know, it, it'll just self-destruct and the drill will just stop. Um, and so, and, and we've also learned at this point that if they drill far enough, they'll set off a volcano. Yeah. Which they don't want to do. Fracking. It's fracking. It's fracking. It's fracking. It's bad. Yeah. Fracking bad. Um, so they send the thing to self-destruct and... And they, like, escape, escape uh, like, leaving. snowmobiles and... Does he get on a snowboard again? Um, I think he does, because... Uh, let's just say yes. Why not? It just feels like that's where the movie's going. Yes, he gets on a snowboard. <laughs> the, the, the ape. No, yeah, the ape gets on a snowboard. No, I think it's the ape and maybe Emma Roberts get on a snowboard. Dad and a uh, French lady... I'll get, get on a snowmobile. Which is wild, because I just feel like I would be like, I wish to take my child with me, you know, yeah. but... Hey, French lady... You're on your own. Yeah, Do you know yeah. how to snowboard? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so basically they flee and they've left everyone else to perish. Yeah. It blows up. It yeah. explodes. And again, so uh, so Dr. Farley, our villain of the movie, and all the henchmen, and I think most of the ninja except for Pat Morita, mm-hmm. are dead. Yes. He killed them all. He killed them all. <laughs> um, we get one final jetpack gag, though. I don't. Is it a jetpack? It is it's something. It's something fun because Baby Emma Roberts and Minky are about to like go off Doom Drop Cliff or whatever. Oh, yeah. that's right. They snowboard off the cliff and then they do the jetpack. Yeah. So they they go to safety and does the movie even like wrap up or does she have like I feel like there's no real epilogue. I don't really feel like she I goes feel, to another conference. I, I feel like we had been at this point like so like. Oh my god, I can't believe what we just saw. I think we were just floored by the end of, like, they killed the villain, and also, like, 
Ghost in the Shell fucking showing up that we, I, I think we were just like, the ending's a blur. Yeah, so I, I mean, because I'm trying to... I think Minky comes to live with them now, basically. Uh, maybe. Or does he go back to the circus? I who, don't cares? Know, who cares? Who cares? Who cares? Who cares? <laughs> who, who cares? Um, there's not a lot of closure in this movie. Yeah. I, I think they're they're retired again. That's about it. Yeah. So, so they... That's it. Yeah. That was that was That was Spymate. Spy there's spy not mate. even like a credits thing that, yeah. or, or outtakes. It's just... It ends. Yeah. Villain dies. Yeah. Um, the drill technology is still in the mind of a, you know, three-year-old or whatever. <laughs> However old she is. Not a baby, but, you know. Yeah. Hi, puppy. Oh. Um, yeah, and that was the movie. That was the movie. All right, so I'm proud of you. you we had no monkey counts here. I was very careful. Yes. Pain is a great teacher. <laughs> I was very, very careful. We got to get guests on one of these days. So I know, because they're all going to say monkey. They're all going to say oh, monkey. Oh, by the way, speaking of what? monkey... What? Because uh, Dr. Farley says pantrogliodite. Yes, he does. He, oh, that is the weird thing. So he says pantrogliodite, which is the scientific name of the chimp. Um, but throughout the movie, everyone's saying monkey. Get that monkey. Get that, that stupid monkey. Stupid uh, monkey. Uh. And, but then it also, he goes, um, but he says pantrogliodite. Like, and the henchman looks at him all confused, and he's like, the chimp. And, but eventually, at some point in the movie, he calls him a monkey, and you're like, "Whoa, dude! You're you're supposed to know better." Learn the scientific name of an animal, and like you call it a like, pantroglodyte, and you're like, "Monkey, monkey!" Like, like screw you! That's inconsistent characterization. <laughs> it's mean. It is. Uh, it is great ape erasure. We don't appreciate yeah. on this podcast calling great apes monkeys, or even lesser apes, or lorises, or lemurs. Yeah, monkeys are their own specific group, friends. So, what's our next movie, by the way? I don't know. we got to figure that out. Uh, why don't we look on HBO Max real fast? I'll probably edit this part out. All right. But I'm going to look on HBO Max right now. Because we're... If you go on HBO Max and look for, like, ape or monkey-related movies, they are the gold mine right now. So, that's my uh, promotion for HBO Max. And I should probably disclose that I work for Warner Media. So, mm -hmm. this is not an ad for HBO Max. Whoopsie doodle. Whoopsie doodle. Our next movie is actually going to be Congo. We're... we're, we're um, anyway... If you worked for the CIA and you wish to disclose this information at the cost of your livelihood, um, send us an email and let us know what it's like to work at the CIA. And if you do have a program where you trained uh, chimps to be deadly weapons. Let them go. Yeah. Let's set them free. <laughs> I mean, not like literally free. Find like a zoo or something. Or like, like, you know, put them out in the, put them out there. No. Where, where are they from? Africa? Yes. Okay. Yes. Chimps are Thanks from Africa. <laughs> I don't know. They could be from Mexico. <laughs> They could be from Jamaica. <laughs> it could be from Japan. It seems like they're not that interesting to most people in all these movies. <laughs> could be from Colorado. Uh, um, our email is apetoatheory at gmail.com. We also, also have a Twitter We account. have a Twitter account. Um, provided Twitter doesn't take it down. Again. <laughs> Again. Um, it's just apetoatheory. And you can find me on Struggle Session. And you can also find me at Twitter at Hyenas and Gin. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Arguing Meadows. I'm trying to think if I have anything to pimp. I don't know. Um, I work should. on a bunch of discotheque stuff. Yeah. Um, oh, if you <laughs> oh, like, if, if you like our stuff though, um, we do have a Patreon now. We do have um, a Patreon. Um, look, we're not hurting for cash. Uh, so, and there's a lot going on in the world, so we don't expect a lot of subscribers up front. If you're nice though, and you want to throw us a dollar, that'd be cool. Yeah. You know, um, this is a low key project. So like I said, obviously, you know, 
we we have our own bill paying jobs right now. You know, if, if you got a dollar and you want to put that to somebody who this is how they're putting food on the table, like, yeah, definitely prioritize um, them. If we, you have two dollars, if you have two dollars, <laughs> you should send yeah. us the other one. Send us the other one. That'd be um, really cool. We we do have tiers. I think if you pay, I think just a dollar. You get this episode. You get our content early. Yeah. I think that's correct. Yeah. Lesser Ape, um, you get it a day early. Great Ape, you're just being a cool person. Or one of those two. Yeah. I think it's actually the other way around. No. I think it's the um, other way around, actually. Know. So five bucks, you get you get our content early. Uh, one dollar, you're just being cool. cool. And we appreciate and it. And we appreciate we it. We appreciate you. All right. Um, but, uh, you know, our goal is to basically just have this show pay for itself. So we would appreciate any uh, contributions. Yeah, uh, to our Patreon. We bought equipment, and we had the amazing Jen Albright um, draw some art. beautiful artwork. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think of anything else. I want to no. pimp before I go. I think we're good. We can. Do we you can... know anybody of a TV Asahi? Yeah. Uh, give me a heads up, because <laughs> I'm looking for a certain show, um, and I'm looking for master tapes of it. So I'll just put that out there. I'd put that out there on Twitter, but I'm afraid I'd get in trouble. I don't think anybody listens to this enough that I would get in trouble. All right, awesome. <laughs> All right, um, see everybody later. Um, Y'all be safe and take care. See you later. See ya. Thanks. Bye.